0: The Devils need some more physicality, and there might be a defenseman there for the takings in Calgary who recently demanded for a trade. Is it worth it for Tom Fitzgerald to pursue him? And also, let's talk about some lineup changes made by Lindy Ruff that involved Alexander Holtz and also Luke Hughes, because I think both of them can benefit from this hypothetical change. And we also have an update regarding Jack Hughes and his shoulder injury. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed it. Brodeur got the puck, what a shot, the Devils win the Stanley Cup! Oh! Ready now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Lockdown Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Club, a play announcer. Devils are for Bucks and Pitchforks and also part time credential, me a member, Trey Matthews. We have a jam packed episode. So let's get right into it. In the first segment, we're going to talk about a certain six foot five, 220 pound defenseman that once out of Calgary and might appear on the radar for the new jersey devils and then in the second segment we'll look at that said defenseman's contract and then i'll make the final verdict as to whether or not i want Tom Fitzgerald to pursue him and have him become a part of the devils roster then in the third and final segment lindy ruff finally made some much needed lineup changes that involves alexander holtz luke hughes and we also have some good news in regards to To Jack Hughes and his right shoulder injury because Jack might be coming back during this mini two game road trip for New Jersey. So let's talk about the news that transpired over the weekend and basically put NHL discourse into a frenzy. So remember how I said a couple episodes ago that anytime I don't record an episode over the weekend, I feel like some sort of big news will take place for the devils. Well, It did this time around once again. So two for two in regards to me saying that, but digressing a little bit. It doesn't involve the Devils per se, but they are associated to the matter. So Nikita Zadorov has demanded a trade out of Calgary. So this news first broke via Kevin Weeks. He put out on the X app. He said, fresh off a goal and a big hit tonight against the Maple Leafs. I'm told that defenseman Zadorov." Through his agent, Gold Star Hockey, Dan Milstein, has requested a trade from the Flames. Pierre Lebrun later backed up Kevin Weeks' statement by saying, Source confirms this is the case, so let's see where this goes. Believe his camp, led by agent Dan Milstein, hoping for a quick resolution. Okay, so that basically put devil's discourse once again into a huge frenzy, and people were debating on the X app saying like, should the Devils pursue Nikita Zadorov? What could he potentially bring to the roster, and how could he help the physicality for the Devils? Because, like I said, he stands six foot five, weighs two hundred and twenty pounds, and he could be a big help on the Devils' blue line. But the overall question that a lot of people have is that: Would Zadorov be willing to be traded to the Devils? Like, would the Flames be willing to do another trade deal with New Jersey after the Sharon Govich and Tofoli trade? That took place over the summer that has helped the Devils a lot. Basically, James Nichols of New Jersey Hockey Now, he recently released an article and he confirmed everything that everyone was speculating. So in his article, he says that a source close to Zadorov tells New Jersey Hockey Now that Zadorov would welcome a trade to the Devils. The source was quoted to say, of course he'd go to New Jersey. Who wouldn't want to be on a contender? So that is good news to hear because Zadorov is going to become an unrestricted free agent at the conclusion of this season. So if he's traded to New Jersey and he doesn't like New Jersey, then the Devils might be uh, risking themselves for a one-year rental. And I'll tell you more about the risks in segment two. But the fact that he'd be willing to go to New Jersey, that is a good sign. But the main question that I had, and I was discussing this with Jersey Joe, I was like, would the Calgary Flames be willing to do another deal with Tom Fitzgerald and the Devils that can help improve the Devils roster, especially come playoff time? Because it's been very evident that a lot of people aren't really happy with the defensive execution for Devils. They say that, they, that they've that they been lacking that sandpaper type of player. So getting Zadorov added to this roster can definitely help with that matter in more ways than one. But I'm sure the Flames organization knows about that. So why would they help the Devils much more? Because it's just like they already got Defoli, which makes the Devils' top six that much more scary. And, and Toffoli has been a huge piece on the Devils' power play, which is why they're one of the top power play units in the entire NHL. So would the Flames be willing to, once again, help the Devils reach that next step in their overall development so that way they could potentially make a deeper run come Stanley Cup playoff time? But according to James Nichols, once again, he said in his article, the lines of communication between Calgary and New Jersey are open. General managers Craig Conroy and Tom Fitzgerald have already struck a deal swiping Yegor Sharangovich and Tyler DeFoli, like I just mentioned. It's certainly possible the two GMs could help each other out once more because you got a, a pending unrestricted free agent that has made it clear that he wants out of a current situation, and then you got the Devils They know they need more depth added to their blue line. So when looking at what Zadorov could potentially bring, here's what he did for the Calgary Flames last year during the 2022-2023 season. So he had a Corsi 4 percentage of 59.8%, which ranked 7th on the Flames roster. He had a defensive point share rating of 4.1, which ranked 4th on the team. He had 75 blocks, which ranked 5th on the team. He had 174 hits, which was second on the team. And here's something that I don't think enough people are talking about. He had 14 goals, which ranked ninth on the team. But here's the thing. If Zadorov were to play for the Devils last year and he was still able to amount that same total of goals, he would be second amongst Devils defensemen for most goals on the team because the only defenseman last year for Devils that was able to surpass double digits in the goals category was Dougie Hamilton. So Zadorov, in my eyes, is a very underrated goal scorer, and I think that can also be a big help for the Devils because once again, you got someone like Dougie Hamilton who is definitely going to rack up the goals, and then I guess the second best option in terms of getting points on the blue line is Luke Hughes, but right now, Luke Hughes is being more of a playmaker. He's being more of a facilitator. So he's not really racking up the goals, I'm sure, as much as he would like at this point. But if you were to add Zadorov to the roster, he can definitely add some more spark in terms of the goal scoring. But once again, I'll elaborate more on that in the second segment. But here's another thing that I think a lot of people are highlighting. He led the Flames in penalty minutes with 80. And according to HockeyFights.com, he was only involved in two fights last season. So he does need to clean up the penalty minutes a little bit. But of course, I don't really know how many of those were at the hands of like tripping or roughing, boarding, whatever the case might be. But the end all be all is that Zadorov is a very physical player and he can bring that sandpaper type of play to the Devils organization. And this season, he has appeared in 13 games. He has one goal, four assists for a grand total of five points. So He's kind of picking up where he left off last season. And I think that's why people are very excited about the possibility of adding Zadorov to the roster. So, right now, I think the Devils are in a good first step, which is Zadorov is willing to be traded to the Devils. And I think his play style can sort of fit them. And he can add a different dynamic, which is he's a capable goal scorer, at least amongst defensemen, because once again, most of the goals that are going to generate off the blue line for Devils is going to come at the hands of Dougie Hamilton, but Zadorov can definitely add a thing or two. But I think the big thing is, is that he's very physical, he's not afraid to throw his body around, and he also knows how to get the hits, he knows how to get the blocks, he has a good defensive point shares, he has a good Corsi 4 percentage, and his goals, once again, were actually somewhat decent amongst defensemen. So we'll talk more about Zadorov and his contract situation momentarily. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about the sleeper app because I am in the midst of my fantasy football season. But why don't you guys get started on fantasy hockey? Because a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. So Jack Hughes could score 50 goals, and he's projected to return at some point sooner rather than later. Devils could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of Locked On Agile Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. So once again, you don't just have to do fantasy hockey. Fans can also play daily fantasy football, basketball, baseball, college football on the Sleeper app. So all you have to do is pick studs like Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Hesher, Timo Meyer, VTech, Vancheck And more who will score more or less than their sleeper projections or things like for goals, assists, saves, plus, minus and more in any given time. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of the eight player stats. You heard me, Devils fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fancy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so that way you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, so let's talk about Zadorov's contract because I'm sure that's also another big talking point that people are bringing into the light. So a lot of people are wondering can the Devils hypothetically afford them? Well, according to James Nichols, once more, Zadorov is in the final year of his two year contract. That pays him 3.75 million, and he doesn't own any trade clauses. Currently, the Devils have 1,193,478 in current cap space, according to Puckapedia. It would take some salary cap maneuvering. So basically, the Devils are going to have to get somewhat unique if they actually want to acquire Zadorov. So, a lot of people, and I was seeing like some of these trade package hypothetical scenarios make their way on social media people are like would the devils have to give up seamus casey which prospect would they have to give up i hate to break it to you but once again according to james nichols and given the salary cap situation for the devils they're going to have to give up a roster player so when you look at some cheap options on the devils roster you could look at michael mcleod he's being paid 1.4 million dollars this season and he's set to become an rfa after this year but Michael McLeod is off the books. There's no answers or buts about it. He's on pace to become one of the best fourth line centers in the entire NHL. So that's not an option right there. You might have to look at someone like Alexander Holtz. At this point, Holtz might just be being groomed for the trade market. But I don't know if I feel entirely comfortable trading him away for potentially a one-year rental. Chris Tierney, he's being paid $775,000 this season. Tomasz Nosek, he's being paid $1 million on the defensive side of things. I think the only option is Brandon Smith. He's being paid $1.1 million a season. He's set to become a UFA after this year. So I think the Devils, once again, similar to what James alluded to, they're going to have to get somewhat unique when it comes to their salary cap situation because of Zadorov's contract and also the salary cap available for the Devils to use. But let's go on to the main verdict, which is would I welcome the trade of Nikita Zadorov? And the answer is yes, because one of three reasons. One, more depth for the Devils on the defensive side of things. Now, Colin Miller is projected to return at some point. I think he is joining the Devils on their two-game road trip. So I think we're either going to see him play against the Winnipeg Jets or the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Colin Miller is set to return at some point, and that's definitely going to help the Devils in terms of their Defensive depth situation. But let's just say, hypothetically, the Devils don't include Brendan Smith in the trade package and they get Nikita Zadorov for some sort of hypothetical deal that everyone is satisfied with. The Devils have more depth defensively. So, one of the reasons why Lindy Ruff is unable to make drastic line changes to his defensive pairings is because there was really no one else to sub in because a lot of people were like, Brendan Smith should be scratched. I'm like, yeah, but look behind him. There's no one behind him. So, where would you put him? Do you want Lindy Ruff to rock with what 13 forwards and five defensemen or something like that? Because there's no one to replace Brendan Smith. The only option was Cal Foot, but I don't think Cal Foot would have been much help either. Same with a lot of these young, up and coming players. So, like, a lot of people are pushing for Shimon the Mets to, to be on the roster now and basically be a big help for Devils. And when we talk about Shimon the Mets, he is good offensively, but defensively, he still has a lot of kinks to work out, which is why he's in Utica. And he had a good outing in Utica's recent performance because I think he, what, walked away with like four or so points. So Shimon the Mets definitely will be on the roster at some point or another. But the thing is, he's not going to help them defensively. He's going to help offensively. But once again, he needs to work on some other metrics to his game, similar to what Luke Hughes did in his second year with the University of Michigan. But anyway, digressing a little bit, the depth can definitely help the Devils a lot more, just having some more options, because I think the Devils are so spread thin when it comes to defensemen. And I think that's been one of their biggest downfalls that they've been having trouble just trying to fill those holes that were left by Damon Severson and Ryan Graves. So I think for New Jersey, you need more depth uh, in terms of defensemen, similar to what you have for the Fords. So that way you can have a better recipe for success. And then physicality. So what was one of the main issues that the Devils had last season? A lot of people were complaining about the Devils' physicality. So come the trade deadline, what did they do? They traded for Timo Meyer and Curtis Lazar. So, So Timo Meyer, we know that he's a big body. He's a power forward. He loves to be physical. He's not afraid to get under the uh, uh, under his opponent's skin. We saw that on full display in round one of the playoffs last season against the Rangers when he was getting into the head of Igor Shosturkin and then Curtis Lazar. He says he plays a meat and potatoes style type of hockey. Don't expect anything too flashy. That's what I asked him during his media availability when the Devils first acquired him. So my thing is like, the Devils can do what they did last year, which is okay, you're still missing some more physicality because teams are starting to figure you out a little bit more. So go after someone like Zadorov, who can be an X Factor player and bring more of that sandpaper type of feel, especially defensively, because I think Curtis Lazar and Timo Meyer have helped the Devils in terms of their forwards, because they need once again, a lot of people are complaining that Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt. They were too soft. They're not really going to work the corners. They're not really going to get their hands dirty. And players like Eric Holla, Nathan Bash, and Michael McLeod, they were good at it, but I think they could elevate it just a little bit higher. So that's why you get someone like Timo Meyer and also Curtis Lazar, just to give you more options in in terms of being that meat and potatoes type of player. And obviously we know what Timo Meyer is capable of doing. We saw it on full display last year when he was with the Sharks, but digressing a little bit, the same can can happen for the defensemen, okay? They're a little too soft. They need more physicality. Get Nikita Zadorov That can definitely help in more ways than one. And then third, I think the Devils can use some more defensive-minded defensemen, and I think Zadorov definitely fits the mold because I told you guys his stats in the previous segment, which was he was tops in blocks, he was tops in hits, he is capable of racking up the goals, but I'm sure he'd be willing to take a little bit of a back seat in favor of just helping out the Devils' physicality And in other aspects as well, he won't hinder the offensive attack for the Devils. I think he can definitely be somewhat useful in terms of just making the Devils just more aggressive, less soft on the blue line. So I think that could definitely be a big help for Devils. The only downfall that I see is that he is a left-handed defenseman, and the Devils have a lot of left-handed defensemen. That's why since the beginning of this year, we've been seeing the defensive pairing of Brendan Smith and Luke Hughes, who are both left-handed defensemen. And then we saw it in the previous game against Washington Capitals, where when you have two left-handed defensemen out there, sometimes things can get lost in translation, similar to like if you have two right-handed defensemen out there. So Rice Salvador broke it down in one of the goals that the Devils led up in period two to the Washington Capitals, when... Uh, Brendan Smith and Kevin Ball were out there. They're both left-handed defensemen. They both just lost their, they got lost in space. They both lost their uh, sense of communication because both of them are left-handed defensemen. They didn't know where each other was at. And just by pure instinct, they were like, okay, I got this lane. You got this lane. And then they realized like, wait a minute, we made a mistake and it was too little, too late. Capital score once again, to make it a three nothing game. So that's the thing, which is, he adds more depth, but he's still a left-handed defenseman, and I think the Devils certainly need more right-handed defensemen. But that's just my two-cent opinion, and maybe I'm nitpicking it a little bit. So the final verdict is that I would absolutely love for Tom fisher to go after Zadorov, of course, if the asking price is right, because I don't want the Devils to basically give up too much because Zadorov, once again, is projected to be an unrestricted free agent, but the cap space is projected to go up year by year, according to commissioner Gary Bettman. So that might not be the biggest issue in the world, but the fact that he's willing to be traded to New Jersey, the fact that he wants to play for a contender, the fact that he has some pretty good numbers and a solid track history, and the fact that he kind of fixes the holes that the devils need in terms of depth and more physicality. I think this is definitely a deal that Tom Fitzgerald should entertain and probably try to pursue. We call him Tom Fleece Fitzgerald. So can he fleece the Calgary Flames? Not once, but twice in this calendar year. We'll see what happens. Now, before we talk about some of the drastic changes that the Devils made at practice, I want to tell you guys about eBay Motors. So drive, passion, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and leveled up to peak performance from supercharges, Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, so let's talk about some much-needed line changes at practice for the Devils. So according to Amanda Stein, here's what Lindy Ruff was rolling with at one of the more recent practices. So on the top line. Yeah, Timo Meyer, Michael McLeod, and Jesper Brett. Then on the second line, Tyler Toffoli, Dawson Mercer, and Alexander Holtz. Third line, Andre Pallott, Eric Halla, Curtis Lazar. Fourth line, Tomasz Nosek, Chris Tierney, Nathan Bastion. Now on the defensive pairings, you got Luke Hughes and Dougie Hamilton, Jonas Eikathar and John Marino, Kevin Ball, and also Brendan Smith. And then Colin Miller was being used as an extra defenseman. So, Here's the thing. Lindy Ruff said a few days ago that if you don't want to get benched, don't get scored on. And a lot of people were circling it back to Alexander Holtz because a lot of people were confused. Like the Devils were losing three to nothing against Washington Capitals. Theoretically, with how late in the game it was, people were already just like saying like the Devils had lost this game. They're not going to amount a comeback. It's the start of period three. Why don't you give Alexander Holtz some more minutes? nope, that wasn't the case. Alexander Holtz only played about like seven or so minutes total the entire game, I believe. And needless to say, a lot of people were confused. Like Alexander Holtz has actually been performing quite well for the Devils. And I got to give credit where credit is due because I wouldn't say I was an Alexander Holtz hater, but I was definitely skeptic because I'm just like, I need to see Alexander Holtz perform in the regular season when the games count for real, not just in preseason, not just during the prospects challenge i need to see it when there's something to actually play for and holtz has actually been somewhat solid on the bomb six for devils but the thing is is that with nico Keisher and jack hughes both out we talk about some players that could potentially step up their game and see more reps i think you'd be crazy to think that alexander holtz doesn't deserve that because The thing is, Alexander Holtz, during one of his more recent media availabilities, he was also confused as to why he was benched against the Capitals, and Lindy Ruff went out and said that quote, and I'm just like, okay, look, that is fair to say, and I'm glad that Lindy Ruff definitely holds his players accountable, because we saw in the Florida Panthers game, when he decided to bench someone like Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer is the highest paid forward on the Devils roster, so it's just like, he has to perform really well, otherwise... He's going to get an earful from not only the coaching staff and the players, but he's going to get an earful from the entire devil's discourse. And Timo Meyer, regardless of what you think or not, the stats prove it. He has stepped up his game and he has been putting up some more point production and the score sheet shows it. But digressing a little bit, I'm glad that uh, Lindy Ruff definitely holds his players accountable. But for someone like Brendan Smith, Brendan Smith gets scored on all the time. And yet I know there's probably no other option but he's still given plenty full of chances, even if there was a player available. Because at the beginning of the year, I don't think Colin Miller was injured, was he? So why wasn't Colin Miller given a chance the first few games of the season? But anyway, it's just like, yeah, but you you can't just hold that against Alexander Holtz because I remember the entire Utica Comets organization and the entire Devils organization had a serious sit-down discussion with Holtz at the beginning of exit interviews. And they basically said like, you need to step up your game next year. Otherwise, you're going to be benched or you're going to be traded away. So, I think Holtz definitely deserves this big chance for the Devils. And I guess bullying does work in a sense because Holtz has been very quick. His shot has been quick. So, just give him some more reps. He needs that Dawson Mercer treatment, which is you need to give him some more chances on the top line if you really want to get a good gauge of him. So, Alexander Holtz, that was definitely well deserved. And now, Let's talk about a recent breakup, but it doesn't involve any celebrities gossip or anything like that. It is the breakup of Luke Hughes and Brendan Smith on the same defensive pair. So Todd Cordell, who is a betting analyst for the score and also a Devil's Rider for Infernal Access, he recently put out on the X app that Luke Hughes with Brendan Smith in about 126 minutes of ice time, 39.48 expected goals for percentage, and a minus five goal differential. Luke Hughes without Brendan Smith, about 68 minutes of ice time, 69.99 expected goals for a percentage, and a plus three goal differential. He said Luke is about to cook. So someone brought up the, the, the mention that Dougie is a defensive liability, and also Luke Hughes, he's not really the best defensively either. He's still trying to work out his kinks and he's he is improving i'll give credit where credit is due but todd responded to the person on the x app and said that siegenthaler and marino pairing is going to eat up the heavy minutes that will free up hughes and hamilton to focus more on the offense so i'm really excited to see that because once again i think brendan smith has been holding luke hughes back in some sort of sense because smith doesn't really help out luke hughes in any which way shape or form because he's not good defensively so luke hughes can't just focus on the offense And then Smith is not really a good playmaker or facilitator, so he's not really going to help generate grade-A looks for for Luke. So I think Luke with Hamilton, it is a bit of a risk because, once again, Hamilton and Hughes, not really a good pairing defensively. But offensively, Luke can just feed Hamilton. Hamilton can rip some slap shots. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see Luke Hughes' assist numbers go up a little bit more. And Hamilton's goal uh, numbers will continue to rise as well. So that's basically what I have in mind. And I think that can definitely be an interesting dynamic. And honestly, it's a dynamic that I would have been willing to test out sooner, quite honestly. So I'm looking forward to seeing that defensive pairing of Luke Hughes and Doug Hamilton if Lindy Ruff decides to stick with it the entire 60 and not just for one shift. But we'll see what happens. And now to wrap things up, we have some good news but also some bad news in terms of some top star injuries for the Devils. So Jack Hughes, let's start with the good news. Jack Hughes is projected to join the team during their mini two game road trip when they go off to Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. So he won't suit up in the game against the Jets, but he might join the team in Pittsburgh a couple nights later. So that's really exciting to see. And I actually crunched up some numbers. So, if Jack Hughes were to hypothetically play in the game against the Penguins, then he would have only missed four games. And remember, back in February, after the All-Star Game Festives, Jack missed some time due to an injury he was dealing with. And what was the assessment? Week to week. And how many games did he miss? Four games. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but Jack Hughes can just, like, heal really quick. Like, he, he does not want to miss any time. And I think another thing that uh, is on Jack Hughes's mind is that he wants to play against the Rangers. Like, he just thrives in the big moment. So I'm sure he's just itching and scratching just to play in that game against the Rangers, even if he can't suit up against the Penguins. So I think Jack is going to be back sooner rather than later. And like we, like I said a few episodes ago, when Ryan Ovaczynski gave the official assessment, about three weeks was the time frame for Jack Hughes to be out. We both agreed that everything is fluid obviously no one really knows how quick players heal because jack hughes early 20s young guy he's dealt with this before so he knows what how to handle himself and his body he might return after missing only four games but i really don't want to put anything out there like i don't want to make any official assessment don't want to give anyone some false hope so just know that jack might return to the team in the second game of the road trip against the penguins and now some bad news, Nico, he sure, he will not be joining the team on the road trip and he's still not back to skating. So a little concerning that that Nico has been missing this significant amount of time, especially after it was assessed that it would be a day-to-day circumstance, but we'll see what happens. But I'm sure a lot of people would love to see the MVP caliber player of Jack Hughes come back and basically pick up where he left off and just continue to rack up the points so that way he can still show everyone as to why he was the first star for the NHL in the month of October. So let me know what you guys think about the possibility of the Devils trading for Nikita Zadorov. And also, what do you think of the lineup changes made by Lindy Roth during a practice? Once again, it's a practice. So nothing is set in stone, but we'll see what happens. But if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X Page app at Trademap4 or the show's X Page app at Locked On Devils. As for his episode, that's all time I have for you. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go, Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.